0: broadcasting live from the Cobb Galleria in Atlanta, Georgia for the 2016 Georgia CIO of the Year Awards. It's Booth 61 with Ricky Steele. Now here's your host, Ricky Steele. Good morning, good morning, good Friday morning to you, live from the Cobb Galleria. I apologize for a little horse in my throat, but uh, uh, we are very, very excited. There's going to be a capacity crowd of 7,800 800 people here over the next 30 minutes. Uh, we've got Meg Whitman, the CEO of Hewlett-Packard. There'll be a special tribute to Ed Steineke. Four CIOs will be named CIO of the Year. And the Lifetime Achievement Award winner will be given to a gentleman that uh, don't even need to announce his name. Everyone knows him. Respects him, has been watching him for many, many years. Mr. Fran Dramus last real big job was um, uh, VP and CIO of the of uh, Bell South, but you were doing a lot of other stuff during that time, and uh, and you've done a lot since then. But welcome to Boost 61, Fran.
1: Thank you, Ricky. I appreciate being here, and uh, and it's a great honor. It's uh, I've told my children. Um, they usually give it to very old guys, and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and so it, it is a passage of age, and, uh, but I am, I am very honored to receive it, and, and more importantly, to be acknowledged by my peers um, for all of us working together. We're a, a, a very interesting and kind of tight community in, uh, in Atlanta, um, in the technical community, and people like Becky Blaylock and James Dallas and others and I have always kind of stayed together over the years. Well
0: in your Bell South days you were a real change agent because it was kind of a merger and back and forth between Bell South and AT&T what were those days like and I think that was where uh, you really your name recognition and people saw you in the community and the things you were doing that had to be a kind of exciting time in your life. Yeah
1: hey, Ricky it was. It, it, uh, when I um, came actually back to telecom I had, I had started at AT&T and then went out to Wall Street and did right. a lot of different things there and then uh, was asked to come back when um, AT&T was going through its own transition and transformation, and um, they were just getting into long distance, uh, the internet was coming about, uh, the uh, year 2000, that was the big scare for everybody. All of that was happening at the same time. and. Um, The company, uh, through the leadership of Dwayne Ackerman, who still, for me, remains uh, one of my best friends and just is one of the best leaders I've ever worked with and for in my life, um, really saw a need to have technology be the foundation of its transformation and um, wanted to have a change agent come in. And, and take really what was a very good uh, technology organization and bring them to the strategy table. And um, uh, that link between technology and the strategy table enabled the group to do just an amazing number of things at Bell South and uh, I'm very proud of the group and of the people and, you know, the alumni uh, of the group are now some of the most senior technology officers in some major businesses around the country. Uh, you know, Kristen Kirkconnell was one of those people. Uh, James McLaughlin was one of those people. Mm-hmm. He's at uh, Liberty Mutual now and, uh, and others. Uh, uh, Monique was the, was the CTO at Capital mm-hmm. One. So. A lot of the people who were in that group have gone on to do just amazing things, and I'm so proud of the fact that I had the opportunity to share with them the experience at uh, Bell South. Well, you retired
0: and uh, uh, went to the golf course, went to the beach, never did anything ever since. So, uh, <laughs> I, I know that's not true. What everybody else I, does. So, <clears throat> what have
1: you been doing since retirement, Fran? I'm failing retirement, Ricky. I, I am. Uh, <laughs> I, I have. Uh, You know, we uh, had a very nice exit from um, uh, AT&T Bell South, and uh, most of us went uh, and and got involved in really helping businesses through a lot of different ways. Uh, My first way was through a series of of board positions um, for uh, middle to larger size companies. I was on, I think, about five or six boards, uh, public boards, uh, for a period of time, Uh, Natiza, Avacent, and others. Um, and then after that, uh, decided to get into investing, and then the angel investing, and I uh, joined uh, a couple of um, venture groups, uh, Sig Mosley's group, for example. Um, the Seraph Group is a super angel group, um, and haven't been investing in um, startup companies and emerging companies. I'm, I'm actually the chairman of two companies now, Catavolt and then Lumens. Um And I just love it. I just love it because, I, it, it, you know, I've, I have about 20 different companies that I've made investments in. And in, in all of those cases, you have people who are just doing things that nobody else has ever done. That is the that is the definition of a startup. And uh, just came back from the West Coast where we reviewed about uh, another 25 different uh, companies. And it, this the spirit of the people who are leading these companies are, are really just attacking things that have never been done. And um, it's so exciting for me, um, and I actually feel like I'm back to school. I'm, I'm learning so many different things, uh, and I'm dealing with so much uh, just great energy level of the people who are there. So The exciting,
0: exciting thing for them is they are young, they are smart, they've got ideas outside the world but then they have someone who's got wisdom and maturity uh, to help them not make the mistakes that some of these young companies do make.
1: That's true. That's true. It's a, it is a, I always describe people who are doing startups as they don't know that they can't do what they're saying they're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and in many cases, they're right, or some, sometimes they're wrong. And the, the idea is, in a growing company, um, there are vectors that... Uh, uh, that are decision points. And uh, what I try to help in these growing companies is to identify a factor. You know, when do you really get a CFO? When do you really have to worry about your kind of corporate infrastructure? How are you really dealing with um, the market and changing conditions? How much to spend time on product? How much to spend time on, on uh, building up your sales team? Those types of things are really, uh, really exciting things for me. And, you know, I... I I don't think I'm smart. I think I'm wise because of all the mistakes I've made in uh, in my career and uh, and all, and and helping people not go through that same type of issues um, are, is is very. It's a very rewarding experience for me. Uh, I, I've always thought of myself as a teacher, and uh, I in fact, you know, I graduated with a history major and a teaching degree, and somehow. You know, uh, tumbled into technology, got very deep into technology and went there. But I've always, in my heart, been a teacher. And I've always been the role that I've played as a leader is really as a teacher to try to be for people what they need at certain points of time in their life. And, uh, and that's really my day job now.
0: When I had the privilege of working for Alan Neely at Corn Ferry, I know they did a lot of work for you at Bell South. Uh, The time we had lunch, Alan said, you're going to meet a guy today that is probably the epitome of character and integrity. (laughs) That's something we don't hear much these days. Where did that come from? Is that something your dad or a family tradition or just something that came from within?
1: Well, you know, uh, my uh, I tell a story. I'm I'm one of uh, 35 uh, first cousins. Oh, wow. uh, and I'm the first one that uh, from a little town called Ashtabula, Ohio, that actually uh, got, um, uh, was the first person to go to college. Uh, and, um, and, you know, my mom uh, quit school in the seventh grade to take care of her five brothers and four sisters uh, <clears throat> because her parents had pneumonia and, um, and uh, was really away f- from school from that point on and uh, took care of them. It took about a year to get to everybody well. And then went to work for 35 years when women weren't working. And, um, and she just uh, was the matriarch of that family with all of those cousins and, bro- and her brothers and sisters and my uncles. And that really became a, a foundation for me. And my dad was this very affable, you know, he worked, worked on the railroad and, and talked much about, um, you know, how the high muckety mucks from new york would come and tell them what to do and uh and so i kind of vowed from both sides of that that you know one of these one of these days i would understand the role that senior people play in the people's lives that they touch every day and you know and I, i i i kept that as my mantra throughout my life and and try to never forget that you know we are impacting people's lives, and just because we you know wear a three-piece suit and a tie and and all the other types of things that we do, that that we can make or break somebody's day um, just by a hello, a smile, a frown, or whatever. And um, and I've tried to remember that. Sometimes I haven't been successful. You know, you know, stress happens sometimes and all. But for the most part, I think that you know, for me. To remember that uh, throughout my life is really important. That is a great story, friend. Thank you very much for sharing
0: that. Uh, as we're kind of wrapping up, because there's a lot of people here that want to say hello to you and, and congratulate you on this, on this prestigious honor, um, we've seen so much technology, and, and the greatest thing about our industry, if you sit still for three minutes, you've missed something. Uh, Google Fiber was going to be the next great thing, and now they're pulling back. But what do you see as the trend, or what, what is your gut
1: level? What, what's, what's the next big thing? Well, you know, it, it's, it's, it's very interesting. Um, I'm an infrastructure guy. Uh, that's why I you know, found my heart again back at Bell South. Uh, I really believe in enabling infrastructure. And um, uh, uh, I can tell you a small story. About, you know, I guess 25, 30 years ago, I, I was at a course, and they said it was comparing it was at AT&T, and it was like, uh, if you compare uh, uh, a mobile technology to landline technology, uh, who's going to win the battle? And the, the quote-unquote right answer there was landline because mobile is, is very expensive and it's not the quality of landline. And they forgot that untethering just trumped everything. And, and so I'm still there. The, as, as mobile speeds happen and we get to gigabit speeds in the mobile environment, the array of next best things will happen there, um, and uh, we will see, you know, en- enabling mobile virtual technology, enabling all the different types of things with an untethered society, and things that we hadn't thought of. And when we were deploying DSL and we were deploying uh, Singular at the time, we never thought of Facebook. We never thought of all the different types of things that are happening right now, and uh, so basically, what we'll see is the is really the integration. Of everything that we do, but in an untethered way, and so you carry whatever you carry, wherever you carry, doing whatever you need to do—from shopping to to you know uh, recording your every single move and sharing it with everybody—is all kind of being enabled. Now it'll become just a way of doing things later on. And so I'm a big fan of uh, <clears throat> Ray Kurzweil and and you know his books on singularity and embedded chips and all the other types of things that happen. And that will all happen uh, eventually, um, but again, you need the transport piece of it, and I think it'll think that's happening very fast. Well, in
0: closing, um, what is the word of wisdom, guidance? Uh, this audience today will be. Folks like you and I will be <laughs> on the northern end of the totem pole, and uh, there'll be a lot of 20-somethings and 30-somethings that are going to be the future that'll take care of us once we get in Social Security, <laughs> but uh, but they'll be looking for us for many, many years to come. What is your word of wisdom to these young folks as they're making their careers? I think
1: the most important thing is that, um, and it's something that, uh, that uh, Dwayne Ackerman told me when I uh, took the job, and I, I remember that, and that you are not the chair that you sit in. You, uh, the, you, you will get certain acknowledgements from the chair that you sit in because of your title and all, but that's not you. And if you start to believe your own headlines and and start to act as if you actually are that person for real, uh, you're going to hurt yourself and you're going to hurt others. And so you have to understand that you are a human being and you are in... in close proximity of a lot of human beings and uh, they depend on you to be human and to touch their lives and to uh, make sure that the journey that you are on with them is one that is beneficial for both of you.
0: Well, Fran, thank you very much. The 2016 Lifetime Achievement Award winner, Mr. Fran Dramus, thank you for taking time to be on Boost 61. It's been a great honor and a privilege. Thank you, Ricky. Appreciate that. Take care.